St. Mary the Protectress Ukrainian Orthodox Parish invites you to join them for church services Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. Stock up on homemade pierogies and pies and enjoy their monthly pierogi suppers. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Parish, 594 Carl's Way in Parksville. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shirchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shirchenko Foundation has been funding fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShirchenkoFoundation.com. You are listening to 101.7 FM CHLY in Nanaimo, BC. Stay tuned now for the next two hours for Nasholas Ukrainian Roots Radio with me, Pavlina, here on CHLY 101.7 FM. Свічий край багатий, щедрий миланами, чисті води, ліси, гори, всього вдосталь є. Люди різні тут живуть, та щось є поміж нами, що тримає в купі, розлучитись не дає. Гей, брате, руку давай, разом зі мною співай. Україна! Світлими серцями Сильних рук голів розумних Не бракує нам Ми робити вміємо І бути хазяями З радістю і горем Не лишатись сам на сам Гей, брате, руку давай Разом зі мною
And a wild and crazy rockabilly group from Ukraine by the name of Madheads. And that is a song that came out a few years ago. Uh, it is called Ukraina Tseme, and that translates as Ukraine, that's us. Dobry den, shanovni radio suhechita, vitayu vas vsih na radio peredachu nash holos radio krinskoho korinia. Yakapodesi vam sihodni, takagi kojni seredes, renazi toi dos renazi toi hodene, nachveli. 101.7 FM umisti nenaimo. Jako jis čo rišale per bute zname nastupnih dvoch hoden me majmo duže cikavi novene na srednišnih prošami i je hoću zaprošujte vas suhete na naš holos sjohodni. Pre mikrofoni Pavlina jako jis čo rišale per bute zname sjohodni i takož uz В судях я Оксана. Добрый день, Оксана. Добрый день, витаю вас. And Oksana, of course, will be uh, with us for the second half of Nasholos. So I'd like to welcome you all to uh, Nasholos on behalf of Oksana and me. And we are coming to you live from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. And my name is Pavlina. I'm your host today um, for the first hour. And I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great program for you in the first hour, a recipe, Ukrainian Jewish heritage, our usual proverb of the week, and a step back in time with the Nasholos newscast from August 20th, 1991. That momentous time in history when Ukraine declared independence, and that was exactly 25 years ago today. Tak, Oksana? Tak. Yes, a wonderful um, uh, anniversary to be celebrating, and Oksana will be telling you more about that um, later on. Today, we've also got in the studio Ukrainian-Canadian blues rocker Jordan Welburn, and uh, he's just waved at me through the glass here. He'll be in the studio shortly. He's in the Naimo now on his Western Canada tour. Uh, he's already started his gig. He played at the Queen's last night, and uh, he'll be at the Nanaimo Bar tonight, and he'll be in the studio in a few minutes. We'll be finding out what he's all about and getting a little bit of a sneak preview on his show coming up. In the second hour, Oksana will be speaking with the President of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, the BC Provincial Council, who will be on-site at a flag-raising ceremony at Vancouver City Hall to commemorate the 25th uh, anniversary of Ukrainian independence. And, of course, she'll also share some more historical and cultural information about Ukraine and its people. But coming up next, a little bit more music. We have Viktor Morozov from Ukraine, and this was recorded back, I think, about the Orange Revolution time, possibly sooner. It was very much made popular during that time and still is, I think, very popular right now. The song is called Oh My Dear Ukraine. Розтане між хмар, між дивних людей. Oh, 
Ukrainian Food Flair with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. Because of its name and rich texture, many people think buttermilk is high in fat. Traditionally, it was the milk left over from making butter and therefore contained very little fat. But now it is commercially made. It has approximately 1% fat content. If you do not have buttermilk, substitute yogurt, sour cream, or sour milk. If you need to make sour milk, take one tablespoon of lemon juice in a measuring cup and add milk to make one cup. Allow it to rest for 10 minutes before using. I have a recipe using buttermilk and fruit, so get your pens ready for old-fashioned fruity buttermilk shake. Remember, nowadays a special bacteria is added to non-fat or low-fat milk, giving it a slightly thickened texture and tangy flavor. You'll need the following ingredients. Three cups thick buttermilk. One and a half cups fruit juice, three tablespoons sugar or to taste. Just combine all the ingredients and mix until the sugar is dissolved and chill thoroughly. It's delicious and very refreshing. I recommend using cherry, raspberry, apricot, peach, or grape juice for this fabulous drink. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives.
is from a young polka group, fairly young. Uh, it was recorded about four years ago or so. The song was called Ivanku, which means Johnny, and that is from a CD put out by a group from Calgary called Zieto. Vysluchajte Radio Peredaciu Nash Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korinja, na bahatemo ni radio stansi CHLY den nula den sim FM, umisti nenaimo. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Nash Holos. Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavina. And that song that you just heard by Zieto, uh, one of the um, members of that band is named Jordan Welburn, and he joins us in the studio now. He is actually uh, gone on to do more uh, music, a non-Ukrainian variety, and uh, that is blues. So, yeah, and he's in Nanaimo right now. He's on tour in uh, Western Canada, and uh, he's already played at the Queens. And uh, so, welcome to uh, to Nasholas on CHOI. Diakou, thank you so much for having me on. It's great to have you here, and it was just wonderful to uh, get your note saying that you were here. I did not know that uh, you were transitioning into blues. Yeah, it's um, and I mean, if you listen to Zhitlo's album, like one of the things that really, I think that kind of separates our album from a lot of other Ukrainian albums that come out. Like, there's a lot of guitar in it. It's yeah, yeah. guitar heavy. Yes, and that's um, the reason why we, I guess, I, I pushed for that is because that's always been something that I've I've loved. Right, that's like the national mm-hmm. or sorry, the natural instrument for me. That it just kind of has always resonated. I found it easiest to kind of uh, create art using guitar, and um, so. It's. It seems like from, from the outside perspective, it seems like me going into this blues rock thing has definitely been a kind of a, a weird shift. But I mean, for me personally, I feel like now that I'm finally doing exactly what I wanted to do, exactly where I want to be. So, yeah. Oh well, and um, I just wanted to say that I've noticed that a lot of groups are doing that now. Like your generation um, is really making. I mean, my generation did too. We merged the um, you know the mainstream music, and I mean you've got had groups like Rushnichok and um, Buria, which is still going in mm-hmm. Toronto, and groups like that. But I've noticed that while you your generation has kept some of that element, you've also added more, but you still kept that kind of that traditional feel to it somehow you've managed to do that yeah i think that um the reason like in so many bands are doing this and there's so many great new modern ukrainian bands um i think the idea is that like you know we we are playing folk songs at the end at the essence of it these are all songs that are some of them are hundreds of years mm-hmm. old right and mm-hmm. so there is an aspect to it that you have to there is a, tr- a in an innate, an innate traditional part of it right like there mm-hmm. is something that is just 
you can't really you can't really take it too too far, right? Unless you're writing your own new songs and putting like stylistic Ukrainian yeah. bits mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think to kind of keep it relevant or to keep it interesting, that's that's what a lot of the modern Ukrainian musicians have done. We've tried to adapt them, mm-hmm. introduce a new style, introduce a new interpretation to a song, and. And that way, we're in, in a way we're keeping the keeping the culture alive, and we're mm-hmm. also keeping it relevant. Because, uh, in, at least the way that I found it, with a lot of the um, a lot of the Ukrainians in uh, in Canada, it's it's more so us trying to maintain our culture, right? Like we still right. have we, there are still elements to Ukrainian Canadian culture that are distinctly um, distinctly Ukrainian Canadian, mm-hmm. right? So we're still trying to preserve those aspects of our culture. Whereas we have like you know this wonderful influx of, um, of people coming in from Ukraine as well too mm-hmm. that are bringing more of the you know the, the new modernized or not modernized but the the culture that continued to grow and thrive in Ukraine. So that, separate from ours, exactly. Right, it's yeah. almost like two different lineages, it, yeah. of, of of culture, and it's it's kind of a really beautiful, cool thing having the two come together in Canada. Like, it's, yeah, it's and awesome. it, it's wonderful that uh, yeah, I was just so delighted when Jito came out with that album, and I, I knew that you guys were you know really quite young, just not too too long out of school. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I would have been. I think I was twenty one when we recorded that that record. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty young guy. Yeah. So, have you always been like? Did you, you grew up with music? Or do you come from a musical family? Uh, I wouldn't say that my family's particularly musical. I, yeah. I was talking about this with a couple of other people yesterday, and um, they're, it's my family are artistic, and they they have um, like my my mother was a dancer, um, my sister is also a dancer too, and uh, I uh, obviously I don't have the physique to be a dancer, but um, I, I really took to music when I was younger, and I didn't really like it as a kid. I, I felt really pressured to do it. I, really? I, my uncle and my mom really pushed me to be in music because I think they saw that. I had a bit of an aptitude towards it, mm-hmm. but I, I was just you know like any kid, like I don't want to do that. Yeah, of course, boring. <laughs> you know, being rebellious with it, and uh, eventually they, um, I, I, they conceded, and I got to quit everything. So I quit, I quit playing cymbala because my first instrument was oh, cymbala. Really? So, quit playing cymbala. I quit playing um, uh, in elementary school band. I, uh, I was almost going to quit uh, singing because I was I was performing in uh, Lastica Choir as well too, and I almost quit that. Um, you were with Lastica Choir, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been singing with them for a number of years. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So I got to the point where I was pretty much stopping all my musical activities, and then uh, I picked up guitar when I was in grade ten, and it, it just reignited everything. And I went to, like full circle on that. Started playing guitar, taking my ser- or my singing more serious. Um, I uh, I started playing cymbala again, getting back into that, picking up as many instruments as I could. Um, actually, my first big gig that I ever played, um, I was uh, I was asked to fill in uh, with Tutti Tam at Dauphin. Oh. So at the time, these guys are like they're like idols to me. Right? Like I, yeah. I really I really adored Tutti Tam. And I yeah. love their music. And yeah. To be asked to play with them at Dauphin, I mean, I was a seventeen year old kid, and I was oh. just like I was kind of, kind of overwhelmed for the first time. <laughs> but it was re- I, I became addicted, right? And that's yeah. when I decided to do the Ukrainian band. Uh-huh. And, and after that, you know, I, I eventually went into music as well too. So I, uh, I studied music at the University of Saskatchewan, um, and yeah, now I've, now I've been finally just trying to hone my craft and do write, play, or perform the songs that I write. I guess. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and we're going to get back to that in a second. But I just wanted to—I uh, I guess I forgot to mention—you're from Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. from yes. Saskatoon, which is how you knew Tutti Tom. Yeah, exactly. And Lastilka is also from Saskatoon. Yeah. And so, what brings then? Is this your first uh, tour west? Uh, this will be the fifth one, I believe. Fifth tour. So we haven't quite made it out to the island yet, but this will be it. So this is our first, first time, time actually. Out here? Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! Yeah. So, when you um, uh, when you started the the 
doing your Ukrainian music again in high school, and then you did the gig in Dauphin. Was it you that pulled together that created Jeto? Uh, it was actually a combined effort between my very good friend Tomá Lebedovich and and me. Uh, he he and I just talked about this. Like you know, we were just we were young. We were like eighteen. Like oh man, it'd be so much fun if we could just start a polka band and. <laughs> The music. Uh, what actually happened? Something that was really, really great about Jetho is uh, two of the members are non-Ukrainians, and when when, when we would come together and jam, uh, that just having that little bit of outside influence was kind of like what we were talking about before, right. like having that little bit of adaptation to the music, so uh-huh. that we could, and it just it really pushed us to just try and create something that we thought was excellent and that w- that was really, really a solid, solid sounding record, and um, yeah, I, I would. That band is just—it's not—it's uh, not the same unless you have all four of us. We had to do shows before we've had fill-ins, but the the energy and like the the camaraderie between the four of us is really like really where the magic happens. And who are the other two? So the other two are um, Eric Smithstad and Stefan Botts. And now, are they, why did I think that Jitos from Calgary when you're from Saskatoon? They are from Calgary. They are so, okay. You're the uh, only you're the only Saskatchewan boy with us. That's right. And shortly uh, after I uh, shortly after I played with Tuti Hamidov, and I actually moved to Calgary and did my first year of oh, university okay. in Calgary. So while I was studying out there, that's when we started Jeto. I moved back to Saskatoon after that year, but the band kept going. It was it was doing really well, so I would just commute. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat. Now, uh, the song that we started um, uh, just before the um, the interview was Je- uh, was um, Ivanku, Ivanku, and uh, we were just you were telling me a very interesting thing about Ivanku as one of your favorite cuts on this album. Yeah, it's a personal favorite because it, it just it feels like such a rock and roll tune. It's still it's still a polka. You can still dance to it, but it, I mean, there's lots of distorted guitars and <laughs> the um, that guitar solo in that song specifically. I've uh, I've used that as an audition piece for uh, for different recording sessions or. Uh, for other you know other other work that I've had where people mm-hmm. have asked to hear some like examples of my stuff or um, where studios have wanted to hear like you know what what my sound like is sound is like in the studio I'll send them that track because that's mm-hmm. it's just a solo that I really pride, pride myself <laughs> on which is they listen to it at first and they're like you know they're hearing a Ukrainian polka song and they're like this what is going on here <laughs> like no 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 just listen to the solo it's there <laughs> Well, um, that's great. I mean, I like every single song on that oh, uh, al- that album, and I think I've played just about every single song in different um, uh, frequencies, but uh, Jeto gets a fair bit of airplay on awesome. this program. Thank you very much. <laughs> you. Well, it's just a, it's a great tune, and it's also just so nice uh, to support uh, young musicians uh, that are carrying on the tradition, and even those that are kind of moving on. <laughs> Mm, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, which brings us to your uh, new path in music. And you still are doing a little bit of work with Chateau now and again. Yeah, we still, yeah? like we played Dolphin Ukrainian Festival this year, yeah. and uh, we do we do the odd odd event and everything. It just it just depends, you know. It depends on um, I guess availability and like you know what what the show is. We try and keep it pretty select. I mean, we're all. It's not that we've gone our separate ways. It's just you know it's difficult with uh with me living in a different city and you know and you can't really make a living as a, a in a polka band. <laughs> You'd actually be surprised. <laughs> really, <laughs> polka bands. You know what they are um, because they're uh, such a niche market. It's yeah. a really if if you could find a polka band that like was playing every single week, I'm sure that they'd be they'd be doing all they'd right. Do okay, it's just yeah. you know the trouble is finding that many shows. The gigs, right? yeah, yeah. But but you've moved on. I mean, you still do some of that, and and that works out well. Um, but you've really taken to blues now. As, why did you choose blues as a genre? I could say something cheesy like, "Oh, the blues chose me." Actually. <laughs> no, um, Honestly, it's it has a lot to do with just how I started playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mentioned before, like my 
my influences on on that Shito album. You can hear like even in uh, like Yasu Hodnyi the Vitaba Vidi Shayu like in that one it, like the the middle of that song I was really trying to emulate kind of like a Led Zeppelin feel and then, <laughs> uh, in Komatic there's there's this guitar battle going back and forth between like you know we mixed it and recorded it so it sounded like there was you know, two different guitar players playing and kind of oh. hitting against one another so if you listen to it if you actually like the left side is one guitar and the right side is the other guitar um Oh, so th- those little nuances going on in, in the back yeah, that yeah. you don't that you know that's what grabs you, but you don't realize the technique that's behind exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. It's just kind of a subtle thing. It's like it, if you listen to it in stereo, you can actually hear it. it's like, oh, this guitar, this guitar, this guitar. <laughs> but um, yeah. So with with that, like my my influences always have been shown like through every band I've played in. Like I used to play in a ska band before. I mean, I've done tons of work playing with various groups in the city in Saskatoon as well too as a sessional musician. Mm-hmm. But um, the blues has always been just what I like the most. I I, I love the um, the way you can just emote on the instrument, right? There's mm. a lot of room for feel, and that that's so important to me, right? As a as a performing artist, I love I love being able to actually you know emote while I'm while I'm on stage, right? And uh, communicate um, emotions like that. But um, yeah, there's something about blues that that does grab you. It's it speaks to your soul, <laughs> especially really good blues. Right, it, yeah. it just takes you in. And and our stuff too. Like our our band is closer to the rock and roll end of things with blues because we. Yeah. It is. It is just that's just what I like. That just happens to be the kind of music I like. And when I was writing this album, um, I wrote these songs because they are they are songs that I I would want to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a a little sample pack of like what Jordan, Jordan likes to hear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like the. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the guitar. A lot of it has to do, and again, like our blues people would listen to our album and be like, "That's weird. It's a rock album." And then, like rock people would listen to our album and be like, "Well, that's not weird. It's kind of like a blues album." <laughs> and they, they, it's this weird in between space, and I think it has a lot to do with just the um, the multitude of different influences I've had on me from other genres right. that I've always kept an open mind with, like when it came to creating this record. Yeah, so. yeah. And we were talking um, earlier about. Um, you're, uh, you you promote yourself as a Ukrainian-Canadian. You're very proud of your Ukrainian heritage, and that's just great, especially on the blues scene where maybe, you know, it's the Ukrainian culture is not exactly uh, prominent. Um, and you've also mentioned that Ukrainian music, your background in Ukrainian music, has influenced your blues music. And I... Uh, so how I, I listen to the music and I love it. It's great. Thank you. It's very bluesy, and I did actually notice that. Yeah, this lot are kind of more. Is it blues or is it rock and roll? But it, you know, it's a little bit of both, and it's a great blend. It's a beautiful blend. But yeah, I was listening. Okay, Ukrainian. Where is I? Don't feel. I don't feel like you know dancing a polka or anything to this. How do you then? How how do you see like what is it? We were talking just earlier about how. You know the the left and right the stereo thing in the Jeto tunes. You just you you. It's like you 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 can't articulate what you like, but you can say you can identify it when you hear it or see it. Yeah, it's and it's tough with this record, right? Because the the Ukrainian influence is subtle and yeah. Um, so when you're listening to the music, you're gonna you obviously you're like you're just gonna hear the rock tunes, right? You're gonna right. hear all of that. But the the things that I've put in there that are. I guess a little bit more influenced by um, folk music and and by Ukrainian music, and this is something that other people, like other other blues and rock musicians, have pointed out to me. Mm-hmm. None of my Ukrainian friends have, have ever said this to me, but the it's been the external, like like sorry, the um, like the people who are in the blues and in the rock and roll communities that have said this to me, that made it kind of stand out because this is this is why 
I'm not like them. This is why like, I'm a little bit different than them. And oh. it's it's actually a lot to do with the way that I phrase my solos. So what what they've been telling me that like you know whenever I'm improvising solos, which is something you get to see a lot more in my live show. You know, obviously uh-huh. there's the album is you know is created for like you know that you know sonic perfection ideally, right? Whereas uh, live there's a lot more a lot more spontaneous music being created, and that's how I like to have my band. But there are two things that have been pointed out to me that I do that are a lot different than most other people. And the first thing is the phrasing of our solos. So I guess I use I I just use some weird or what sounds normally weird to. Um, to most blues and rock and roll musicians like I use different intervals and timings and like and just different phrases musically that they've never really heard before and they said that it sounds like it's Eastern European I'm like ah well (laughs) yes it probably is like and that's just what I said before that I I'm never afraid to um, admit who my influences are or like you know talk about that or like I'm not I I never try and like shun out certain influences when Mm -hmm. I'm writing a song If if a song comes and like the ideas just go it's just like just let it happen, right? I don't want to just kind of stifle it. It's because oh, I don't, I don't want that influence here. I don't want my Ukrainian stuff to be coming through. So it is subtle, and it does come in in the music. Um, a lot of the syncopations we do in our live performance as well, too. There mm-hmm. is a lot of, a lot of. Um, just stuff that you would only hear in like a buko or a hutzel tune. Like, it's just not <laughs> yeah. not something that is normally you know tr- you know traditional to Western music, and that I think that's just so cool. It, it's so much fun to combine combine like musics that normally would not have like ethnic musics that never yeah. would have come, like, you know, come into contact yeah, like that. Yeah. But like being able to have you know elements of, um, of elements of like you know like Western Ukrainian um, folk music and combine that with you know a little bit of like you know doing blues and rock and roll and yeah. especially now that like this band has been touring and getting to work into like the nitty gritties of that stuff and you know when you're li- when you're touring a lot you listen to a lot of music so I've been able to show the guys some you know I've been able to show them some Ukrainian music and be like hey guys could like we put some of this in here and put some of this in here <laughs> kind of use it like a little spice like a yeah. flavor that's yeah. you know, very distinct to the band but, yeah well, that's, I mean, that's a whole new um, kind of approach to music. And uh, so now I know what it is about <laughs> your music that just, it, it does stand out. Now, you know, you've got, you've got uh, your new album and you've got five tunes on it. Uh, six. Six tunes on it. And um, you are, you've got it available at your... Yeah, you can, uh, you yeah. can purchase the album um, either on uh, Google Play uh, on iTunes, uh, you can stream it on Spotify and Apple Music, and um, yeah, if you want a physical copy, you can just go to jordanwellborn.com and send me an email. And yeah. okay, all right. And uh, Arby gave me um, uh, mention that you had dropped off a copy of um, the CD here, as well as a T-shirt. And so, um, any listeners who uh, are into blues music or have friends or relatives that are into blues music, uh, give a call, and the first caller in to Steve uh, will uh, be able to pick up a copy of the uh, CD and uh, T-shirt. So, just give us a call here at two five zero seven one six three four one zero, and uh, just let them let Steve know that you are listening to Nash Hollis and the interview with Jordan, and you would like the uh, the CD. So, again, it's two five zero seven one six three four one zero. If the uh, the shirt doesn't fit too, guy, you can come to our show tonight at the Nanaimo Bar, and I'll make sure I replace it. Right? Give me one that fits. <laughs> Wonderful. So that was my next question was just to give the details. You've played at the Queens already. That was last night. That's right. And uh, is this you just did the two gigs here in town? Yeah, just the two gigs in Nanaimo. Um, so we're playing. We played yesterday at the Queens, which was that was cool. It's kind of an iconic iconic venue. Like it we were, is. We were really excited to play it. We were flattered that we got to. 
Um, and then tonight we're playing at the Nanaimo Bar, which we, we actually went and checked that out after our show at the Queen's. It was pretty fun. Nice little place. <laughs> good. And uh, we're actually doing uh, a couple of video shoots as well, too. We're going to be um, we're doing a video series uh, all across the country. We're doing um, an oh, interview great. with uh, craft breweries all across the country. Oh, what a great idea. Oh, it's like my, my two favorite things are my Ukrainian <laughs> culture and uh, my love of craft beer. <laughs> Specifically craft beer. If yeah. I say craft beer, you know, it makes me sound a little bit more distinct. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as a musician, you always have to stand out. That's <laughs> So again, so Jordan, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about your music, uh, both kinds of music. And uh, you know, I love both. I love Ukrainian, I love blues, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do as well. So um, thanks again, and uh, break a leg tonight. And again, you're performing at the Nanaimo Bar at what time? At 9.30. Okay. So, and it'll be... Um, all your tunes and any covers or anything else? Yeah, we'll play a couple yeah. covers. We like yeah. to have some fun with our covers, though. Yeah. We, we keep them... We keep, we we keep the audience on their toes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what you want uh, at, a, at a blues <laughs> That's right. Or concert. in a polka show as well. <laughs> or in a polka That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, once again, uh, Jordan Wilburn and... Um, oh, you know what? Uh, just tell us briefly about your band. Who are the members of your band? Uh, so, the band is cons- uh, consists of uh, Jesse Dawson on the bass and backing vocals and Nathan Abramic on the drums. Uh, they're both Saskatchewan boys. Uh, Nathan's from Prince Albert originally and Jesse's from Saskatoon. And uh, they are two of the finest musicians I've ever played with. Awesome. Really good guys. And you will be on guitar and vocals. I'll be on guitar and vocals. That's okay. Right. All right. So Jason Welburn tonight at uh, the Nanaimo Bar at 930. And uh, thanks again so much for coming in. And uh, once more, just to mention, we've got a CD by Jordan with his all his blues tunes and a CD or a T-shirt. Uh, just give us a call at 250-716-3410. And uh, the first caller in gets it. Awesome. So okay, so thanks again, and uh, and good luck tonight. I'm sure it'll be a wonderful show. And uh, thanks once more, and all the Thank best you. in your. Thank you so much career. for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Awesome, and uh, good luck in your musical career. And make sure you come back to the island. I promise I will. It's okay. been beautiful to us. Awesome, Jordan Wellburn, blues rocker, Ukrainian Canadian blues rocker, and again he'll be performing at the Nanaimo Bar tonight at nine thirty. Coming up next then is um, a song by Jordan and his band, and this is called Set Me Free. Already stoned, a picture sent a color note, a waters that won't quench my throat. I need something more saccharine, a sentence to our guillotine. Mess the send unanswered. I'm thinking that it's time. You tell me how will I wait for you when I'm certain you're not waiting up for me?
Ви слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння, котра подається вам на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Нанаймо. Говорить Павліна. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live at CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host Paulina. Ukraine, that was a group called Nizhuris, and Oi Zahore Chorna Khmara Stala, and that is a song from uh, the Sichuvi Strilci, and that is from a hundred years ago, uh, a time when Ukraine was also struggling for independence. And um, right now, of course, Ukraine is again struggling for independence, uh, to keep the ind- long won independence. Uh, 25 years ago, they, uh, the Soviet Union collapsed and there was, well, after a coup attempt in Moscow. And at that point, the Soviet Union broke apart. Ukraine declared independence and uh, it, it is we're celebrating that 25 years ago today. Of course, it's almost over in Ukraine, so they've had their celebrations. Um, but what I would like to share with you next is uh, a step back in time. And this is a newscast from exactly uh, 25 years ago, actually, on the, it was 25 years ago on Saturday, the 20th of August, uh, just a few days after uh, the information came out. Uh, and this again, 25 years ago, August 20th, 1991, from from uh, Nash Holos Ukrainian actress Chris called Nash Holos at the time. It was in Vancouver on CJVB radio. And uh, the news is read by Yevhen Lupinus and myself. And uh, here we are, 25 years ago, August 20th, 1991, the news on Nash Holos. Ukraine's parliament declared independence from the Soviet Union on Saturday, subject to confirmation by a referendum on December 1st. Ukraine is the biggest of the Soviet republics after Russia. 
The Parliament passed a resolution to declare Ukraine an independent democratic state from the moment of proclamation. On Ukrainian territory, only Ukrainian laws and constitution are valid. The resolution moved in response to Monday's abortive coup in, Mo in Moscow, specified that a referendum is to be held on December 1st to confirm the act of independence. The declaration, subject to confirmation by an increasingly nationalistic 50 million population, puts the future of the entire Soviet Union in question. Six out of the 15 republics have already announced their intention to leave the Soviet Union. Among them, the three Baltic republics of Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia have declared full independence. But none of these tiny republics even approach Ukraine, the breadbasket of the Soviet Union, in economic power and significance. In Ukraine's parliament, the independence declaration was supported by 346 out of fewer than 400 deputies present. In view of the deadly threat posed to our country on the night of August 18th and the 19th, and expressing a thousand-year-old tradition of statehood, the Supreme Soviet solemnly proclaimed the independence of Ukraine. Ukrainian President Leonid Kravchuk, a communist who has embraced nationalism over the last year, announced Saturday that he was resigning from the Soviet Communist Party's Central Committee and Politburo, its ruling bodies. In Edmonton, members of the local Ukrainian community cracked open champagne on Saturday to toast Ukraine's declaration of independence. Amid the jubilation, local leaders made it clear that they haven't forgotten the Mulroney's government readiness to consider recognizing the junta of the temporary toppled Soviet President Mikhail Horbachev last week. The government of Canada and External Affairs Minister Barbara McDougall in particular acted shamefully in this whole affair. McDougall laid out the conditions under which Canada would recognize the junta, even as Soviets rallied last Tuesday behind Russian President Boris Yeltsin. Although she expressed sympathy for Yeltsin's position, McDougall said it was up to the Soviets to decide which voices they want to hear. David Marples, an associate professor of Soviet history at the University of Alberta, said Prime Minister Brian Mulroney should use the 100th anniversary of Ukrainian settlement in Canada to announce Canada's diplomatic recognition of Ukraine. Mulroney is set to visit Edmonton this week to take part in an anniversary celebration. With or without Canada's support for Ukraine and other Soviet republics, Marples predicted the Soviet Union is going to disappear. The Ukrainian-Canadian Congress is urging the Canadian government to recognize Ukraine's independence. In a letter to Prime Minister Brian Mulroney dated Sunday, August 25th, UCC National President Dr. Dmitry Sipilnik writes, Dear Prime Minister, Ukraine's declaration of full independence on Saturday, August 24th, amid the disintegration of the central power in Moscow, clearly puts Canada in the position to uphold its long-held views in favor of the democratic principles of self-determination of nations by formally recognizing the independence of Ukraine. Ukraine, with a population of over 52 million, has an extensive infrastructure of human, agricultural, mineral, industrial, and educational resources. Its area of 603,700 square kilometers is slightly larger than that of France. Heralded by international business leaders as the world's seventh largest economy, Ukraine, of all the republics in the now-defunct Soviet Union, has the greatest potential capability to exist as an independent economic unit. The National Executive of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress urges the Prime Minister to react with moral and diplomatic consistency to the historic events in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev by extending Canada's recognition of Ukraine's independence. 
this would send a strong message to that part of the world of Canada's commitment to free democratic expression and choice. Subsequently, this Canadian diplomatic action will fulfill the long-held dream of a free and independent Ukraine for the one million strong Ukrainian Canadian community. The Ukrainian Canadian Congress, a national organization representing Canadians of Ukrainian descent, has consistently upheld the two underlying principles of its organization by recognizing and respecting the unique identity of all national cultural groups and their legitimate right to self-determination. Consequently, Ukraine's Declaration of Independence underscores the UCC's strong belief that the Ukrainian people have the right to determine their own destiny. As part of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress's campaign to gain Canada's recognition of Ukraine's Declaration of Independence, Ukrainian Canadians held an afternoon vigil in front of the Soviet Embassy in Ottawa on Monday, August 26. During the afternoon, the vigil shifted from the Soviet Embassy to Parliament Hill to bring a clear message to the Canadian government that the time for formal recognition of the independence of Ukraine is now. The Ukrainian-Canadian campaign urges Canada to give diplomatic recognition to Ukraine in response to Ukraine's Declaration of Independence on Saturday, August 24, 1991. Second, to support the process of the devolution of the USSR from a unitary centralized state into independent sovereign states who will then forge a new relationship through bilateral and multilateral agreements among themselves. And thirdly, to negotiate direct bilateral agreements with Ukraine, allowing for the establishment of diplomatic and trade missions in Ukraine and Canada. Fourth and final, to support the resumption of the CSCE Conference on the Human Dimension in Moscow and Ukraine's bid to become a full member of the conference. In related developments, Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev yesterday vowed to lead the post-communist USSR into a new era of democracy and human rights. He promised new national elections, reform of the KGB and military, as well as elimination of all obstacles on the road to a market economy and land and currency reform. In other developments Sunday, the chairman of the national parliament, Anatoly Lukyanov, formally resigned, although he vigorously denied allegations he had been a prime organizer of the coup. Yeltsin had announced Friday that Lukyanov had been removed from office. The business manager of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, Nikolai Kuchina, committed suicide. Gorbachev also said yesterday he would soon open discussions with the republics that have declared independence. But he faced new challenges to his crumbling national authority as the increasingly restive republics vowed they would not wait for Kremlin approval or negotiations to secede or to strengthen their sovereignty. Six republics have now declared outright independence. Uzbekistan and Central Asia announced yesterday it was joining two others, Moldova and Armenia, in moving toward an early declaration of independence. That means only six of the existing 15 republics remain committed to staying within the USSR. And even then, they are imposing new conditions. The government of Kazakhstan, the second largest republic after Russia and Ukraine, said it was taking new measures to strengthen its sovereignty. It did, however, appear willing to remain inside a reformed USSR, temporarily at least. Russian President Boris Yeltsin, meanwhile, was consolidating his hold over Gorbachev's national government. Development swept along at a dizzying pace in the aftermath of the failed coup last week by communist hardliners and Gorbachev's stunning decision yesterday 
to end almost 74 years of iron-fisted party rule. Meanwhile, the Soviet Union teetered in a precarious state of dual power on Sunday, as Boris Yeltsin gradually wrestled or wrested state authority from a weakened Mikhail Khodorkovsky over the ruins of a once omnipotent communist party. Everything is working in Yeltsin's favor now. He has by far the better chances, said Yuri Blokhin, a right-wing deputy and longtime bitter opponent of the Russian president. Horbachev smashed the foundations of the Soviet power structure Saturday night, confiscating the property of the Communist Party, which created the Soviet Union and ruled it for 70 years. This dispelled any last illusion that it might return to its old course following last week's failed coup. The announcement of the suicide of Marshal Sergei Akromiev, one of Horbachev's closest confidants, highlighted the scale of the Soviet president's betrayal and the disarray in the armed forces. Soviet speaker Anatoly Lukyanov, formerly the second-ranking official of the Soviet hierarchy, said today he was resigning after being accused of complicity in last week's abortive coup. He told reporters before an extraordinary session of the Soviet parliament that he had submitted his resignation, but he rejected the charges. Lukyanov, a longtime ally and university colleague of President Mikhail Gorbachev, said he had sent a letter to the Soviet leader Wednesday submitting his resignation. Several generals and supporters of the coup have been fired along with the chief of land forces, Valentin Verionokov. Control over the armed forces as a whole remains a point of contention between Gorbachev and Yeltsin. During the coup attempt, Yeltsin declared himself in charge of all Soviet troops on Russian territory. Gorbachev has now been restored as supreme commander. But Yeltsin is insisting on close consultation over future appointments and wants his own men in the defense ministry apparatus. The Soviet Union's new defense minister told Soviet television Sunday that the country's military command will be replaced en masse following the failed coup. 80% of the command will be renewed. People will be younger than their predecessors. This week in Central Vancouver Island's Ukrainian community. This Friday, enjoy a pierogi supper at St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Parish in Parksville. Get your fill of pierogies, kubasa, and great Ukrainian hospitality. Doors are open from 5 to 7 p.m. Father Chad Pavlishin and the parishioners of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville invite you to join them for services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. As well, every Sunday from noon to 1 p.m. you can stock up on homemade pierogies and pies. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church is located in Parksville at 594 Carl's Way. For more information, visit them online at vanisleparochial.ca. 
Father Theo Machinsky and the parishioners of St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church invite you to Divine Liturgy every Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m. St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church is located at 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo, just off Norwell Drive. For rentals, pierogi sales, and more information, call 250-758-4714. The Visna Ukrainian Dancers rehearse every Tuesday evening from September to June with classes for preschool through to adults. Registration for their upcoming season is Tuesday, September 6th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish Hall, 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo. For more information, visit their Facebook page or email Dancers at gmail.com. On Saturdays at 6 p.m., tune in to the Vancouver edition of Nash Holos and AM1320 and online at am1320.com. As well, the international edition airs on AMFM and shortwave radio in over 20 countries on the PCJ Radio Network. You can get the podcast at the Nash Holos website. And here in Nanaimo, Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasts live every Wednesday to the north and central Vancouver Island, Gulf Island, Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and greater Vancouver listening areas. So at 11 a.m. every Wednesday, please join me, Pavlina, and at noon, Oksana, for the best in Ukrainian news, folklore, and music here on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Holos and Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Ale перед тем я хочу залишити вас такими словами мудрости. Не всі помилки можна поправити. And our proverb of the week translates as not all mistakes can be corrected. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM. I will leave you with one more song, and that is uh, kind of a congratulations to Ukrainians on 25 years of independence, and that will be by a Ukrainian barbershop quartet. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. But meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. And until then, do stay in touch with Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. Please like our Facebook page and check out the Nash Holos website where you can get the podcast, a link to our blog, and other information about the show. And that's www.nashholos.com. So stay tuned next for Nash Holos, Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Calcote, and a 2 p.m. Jukebox Oldies with our own Bobby B. Cool. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozu Srichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.